Look at you, party guy over here. Hey, I've <laughs> I've gone to an RSVP before. Trust me. Had my share. They of have parties. those. They have those giant thirty-six can packs of like Pepsi products, but they never have once had Diamond Dew ones. Oh man, if I can't get my party hats and my diet dues, my baked pretzels, like what? What's even the point then? Yeah, I don't know. So, Ms. Marvel comes out today. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Me oh, either. fuck. Wow. That really snuck up on me. How'd I miss that? I'm surprised you didn't mark it down in your calendar of all the upcoming comic book related shit. I only mark down Nightman related shit in my calendar now. I've purged everything else. The rest doesn't really matter. No. It'll never live up to it. I don't give a shit about Ms. Marvel. Nightman. Speaking of Nightman. It's Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics, a.k.a. Night Talk. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. Today we're talking about Nightman, the Lady in Red. And some other shit. What even was the other shit? Big Hero 6. Uh, How dare you. Resident Evil in space. Resident Evil in space. Fuck, man. Yeah, that Resident Evil was uh, very forgettable, apparently. No way. Well, we'll we'll get into that. But one person who's more muscular than uh, Holiday Sugar Man is... Great name. Great fucking name, too. It's a funny name. (laughs) But the only person more muscular than him is Johnny Domino. Night Talk. Night Talk. The meat and potatoes of giraffes have black tongues. I love that we still use the version of this that you made for the Nightman or the Moon Knight show. Like no, just, I made it for Nightman now. Just I changed the name. Splice <laughs> a 30 second clip of like a, a saxophone being blown somewhere in there. Yeah. Just there's no K in the name. Him. If you if you look at the the name of the audio file, there's the no K. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's night well, night. I talk assumed as much. Good. There's no K. That it's was the old two version. K's away from yeah. being racist as fuck. Fuck the uh, Moon Knight. So uh, Johnny Domino, the Lady in Red. I mean, as soon as you see the title card, you know he's going to bang that Lady in Red. And he does. He even skips a baseball game to bang this lady in red. I have that noted, too. What the <laughs> fuck are you thinking, Johnny Domino? <laughs> Did you see that lady in red? She's so hot. She was, but it's a fucking baseball game. <laughs> a baseball game with your goddamn father. I mean... No lady's worth that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I would do the same thing Johnny Domino did. As big of a sports guy as I am. You're a terrible Giants fan. Yeah. Just eating hot dogs at the ball game and shit. This was 97. This was back when steroids were running rampant. You could have seen Barry Bonds crush like 17 home runs in a game. That That does sound fucking memorable as shit. That's true. You would have seen history probably. I do like seeing steroided up guys playing sports. It's funny. Yeah. This was the peak of that. And you're going to skip it to go out on a date with this lady you met three fucking days ago? Who you now love? What the fuck, Johnny Domino? Yeah, that was it, their dating progression too. Is just like they met and then like smash cut to they're on the beach, just like in their bikinis and shit, just like no context at all. Just like suddenly they're on the beach, like swimming together and like sitting on the towel together. It's fucking so, crazy. So he has like a voiceover, like inner monologue thing at the very end of this episode, where he's like, "Ah, oh, Petra." We we only went out, we only met three days ago, and we had <laughs> but already I I know I love you more than anyone. Like what the fuck, Johnny Domino? You move fast. Yeah, it's no time. The jazz goes where the jazz goes. It's, yeah, I guess so. Can you blow sacks on roids? Is that legal? I bet that makes you blow <laughs> so much better sacks. Probably. Like your your solos just fucking shred that much more, yeah. And then speaking of blowing sacks, like 
Johnny Domino is just like saying that he's on the roof all night blowing sacks. Like, does that piss his neighbors off? Or do they? I would think. Well, I guess so. they get a free show. <laughs> it's a free show. It's nice music. He's good I, at it, at least. I assumed that was the uh, House of Souls roof, probably. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it I think it was his like apartment. The exact same roof. Yeah, but he he actually did say something about how like he can't sleep at night, normal hours anymore, yeah. which is the first time he's made reference to that from the comic. Yeah, and he put his shades on too. He was wearing the sunglasses blowing, all night long, which Raleigh said sex. he does every single day when he stays up all night because his eyes are probably red and watery. Oh yeah, makes sense. We finally got after last week's weird episode we finally got him actually performing again which thank christ yeah yeah three got performances a, in this episode by johnny and one by big time War operation yeah thank so god we're good. back I'm to the roots of that the show yeah you even had some like radio stuff like johnny likes to do with nightbird yeah, since I like when, that Nightbird. <laughs> since when does Penny go by the radio name Nightbird? I didn't notice that before. Yeah, bird is like what English people call a uh, call woman, so that's funny. So she's like the woman version of Nightman, I guess, or maybe she will be. That's wishful thinking on her part. We have the suit in the lady size. That's what Raleigh's gonna find out. Yeah, but. She has to, oh fuck, what is it? What did they say at the very beginning during the recap? Um, Get struck by lightning. He, and No, no, no. It was fueled by an unfortunate cosmic event. Oh. So like she's going <laughs> to have to, yeah. she's going to have to have one of those happening the next time she's on the uh, train trolleys. Yeah, hopefully. Streetcars. Yeah. Again, going back to Petra. Like when we're introduced to her, she's like arguing with her boyfriend in the parking lot and he just like, like punches her just like full fist, just like follow all the way following through. It was a really good punch. It was really, that was was a good punch. He was holding nothing back. (laughs) Just like full force. Nothing stopping that fist. Johnny's like, Hey, and saves the day. Too little, too late though. Yeah, true. We get more Marvel crossover. Oh yeah, Spider Man shows this one. up. Where the fuck was this Spider Man in uh, No Way Home? I wanted to see that now. I mean, this is the best Spider Man that's ever been put to film. I love this Spider Man. Yeah, he's great. Crossover of the century, the most bold crossover event of the. What did they say about Endgame? I don't know. Whatever it is, Nightman is more. Okay, what's what's the tagline for Endgame that you're trying to get? I think for? just people were like, oh yeah, this is the most uh ambitious uh movie event ever fucking whatever ever done. Cause he put all the movies together. But Nightman oh. did it first. Here we go. Here I we mean, are. It's always been said and throughout yeah. history that Nightman is the most ambitious crossover television series of all time. Yeah, that's what I'm I've always said the past, what, eight weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of wish he was in a Wolverine costume instead of Spider-Man, though, just to draw back on his friendship with Wolverine. Because he's never interacted with Spider-Man before. Well, you know, I just I just witnessed it. This is the first time, first time for everything. I bet Spider-Man wouldn't miss a baseball game to fucking chase skirts. No, he's like, he's always, he doesn't really care about like Mary Jane. He's always just going off and doing whatever else. He's like, oh, sorry, Mary Jane. I was at the baseball game. I missed our date. Frank mentions to Johnny, like, Johnny, you didn't go to the baseball game with me. You got, you got bitches, uh, hanging from the light fixtures. And I, the past couple episodes, that has not been the case. For some reason, like every all the bitches want to bang everybody around Johnny Domino for some reason. Oh, I so just he's just he's just making up for it here. That's why he's so desperately head over heels going yeah. after Petra so hard. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He's, that, he's going through a dry right, spell. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah slump okay. buster. Wow, the continuity in the show is really amazing. Fuck, wow, yeah, great job. Yeah, now it just totally makes sense to skip a baseball game. 
I mean, it's still unforgivable, but it's it's less offensive to me now. He can just green screen himself at a baseball game real quick. Dude, why didn't you use the hologram? Why didn't you use the hologram to sit in the game? What the fuck? That's true. Why does he only use it for when he's blowing sacks? That's a good question. Yeah, we had more of that today Hmm. or this episode. Yeah, why the fuck? Or fuck, I would have used the hologram to like pretend to like rummage around on the beach with Petra and have myself actually add the game. Like, I don't understand. You can be in two places at once with this technology, Johnny Domino. The fuck are you not wasting it for? Like, all right, yeah. maybe maybe the battery was recharging during the day because he uses it like every single night when he's supposed to be playing a house of soul, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. So... The guy who beat up Petra in the very beginning, his name is Stepoff. Stepoff. And, uh, throughout the episode, multiple times, Nightman comes in to interrogate, interrogate him. And he just grabs him out of nowhere, just flies him up really yeah. high into the sky. <laughs> and he keeps explaining to Nightman, no, I'm afraid of heights. Please don't do this anymore. And then he gets his little information. And then, like, Stepoff and uh, a couple of his, uh, bodyguard goons they beat the shit out of frank because frank was following him around and uh after nightman realizes that the first time he goes and gets him and he drops him from midair giving no fucks about whether or not this guy dies or lives i thought he died like i have no idea how fucking ridiculously lucky and like accurate and just extra strength grip he must have to have just perfectly caught the uh, traffic light post as he was falling like that was fucking lucky so he survived that time and then the second time he's like all right i'm doing it for me this time and i thought he actually kills him the second time yeah that's the time i'm talking about yeah because like they're they're we've seen how easily you die when you fall off or get shoved off the uh, golden gate bridge and i think he was probably about that same height and he drops this guy in out into the middle of the ocean but then, like, magically, he comes to later on in the episode, and he's fucking fine again. No problem. Totally fine. And then he picks him up at this uh, police officer's ball event. He picks him up and takes him to the top of the uh, gymnasium ceiling and drops him from there. Or, no, no, he hangs him from a, a chandelier light. I was like, oh, is he going to kill this guy right in front of a room full of cops? Badass. Like... <laughs> Like I, I thought Nightman's powers were fueled by an unfortunate cosmic event, but apparently it's just the blood of villains that fuels his uh, powers now. Yeah, I mean, well, that that that's what he needs now. He's addicted to that. The rush. Yeah, that was funny. I like how many times he dropped that guy. <laughs> He's really torturing him. I mean, he he had his goons punch his dad a couple times. You gotta, yeah. You gotta teach Bring him a lesson to by torturing him and causing him PTSD and shit. Yeah. Just mentally fuck the ever-living shit out of his mind. Yeah, Johnny's really good at superheroing. <laughs> He's the best vigilante. Fuck, Batman <laughs> could take a page from his book. Yeah, Batman fucking Kill sucks. them all, Batman. <laughs> no, just like, you know, you gotta try one way first, and then when that doesn't work, then you just kill them immediately. Plan B is always just murder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always his plan B. That's why he's not a he's not a villain. Because he tries. He tries to do. He gave him a violence. chance. Yeah. There's also a lot of shitty slow motion in this episode. I don't like shitty slow motion, where they just like they don't have the proper frame rate and they just take the normal uh, film and just make it slow motion, so it's all jittery and shitty looking. So a lot of that this episode. So I wasn't impressed by that. Stick to green screens. I do like at one point in time in this episode, Johnny fakes his own roofing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it's like a reverse roofie because the I, girl gave it to him. Yeah, that's usually his move. So that's why he, sp- he spotted that a mile away. Yeah, he, he'd do what he was looking for. <laughs> All those free drinks at House of Soul. That's how it always ends for Johnny Domino. Mm-hmm. The last note I had was about Petra dying uh, just in his arms while he's flying around. And she's just like, oh, tell Johnny that blah, blah, blah. 
And then he's like, I'm Johnny. And she's like, oh, thank you, Johnny. And then she dies and he just flies her corpse to the moon, apparently, which is like, I just love how they how they did that shot. Yeah, I had a note. Like, he just completely blows his secret identity to this woman he's known three fucking days, which he well, reiterates at anyway. the very end. He's known her for three fucking days. But he loved her. He loved her. He, he was in a slump. All right. Desperate times yeah. call for desperate measures. You reveal your secret identity, okay? It's love. If it gives you a hand jibber as you're flying over San Francisco's sky, you'll do it. And she was about to die, and if she didn't, he would have went to plan B and we all know what plan B is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he was fine. He had no nothing to worry about there. But yeah, great love story. Very romantic episode. What else did you have? Anything? Nope. All right. Yeah, this one wasn't as wasn't as wild as last week, but still good. Last week was amazingly funny. All right. Um speaking of muscle men. Resident Evil 2009 and everyone's favorite character, Holiday Sugarman and uh, so, the other one. So Dead by Daylight's next chapter that they're working on is another oh, Resident shit. Evil tie-in. Holiday Sugarman? Wesker. I, no, uh, I have a note though. I wish it was fucking Sugarman and uh, Gear, but it's uh, it's Wesker and Ada Wong as the characters in that okay. next one. But holy shit, man. I love this duo. I mean... I, I think like, cause holiday sugarman, he's, he's like the, that asshole who just has to quote all the time. Everyone's just like, <laughs> I, I wrote all Shut quotes the fuck down. Up. I wrote fuck them all those down. Quotes. <laughs> like, I, I hate people who quote. I really hate quotes. Like if you quote things, you're, you're such a fucking asshole, especially when you attribute the quote, if you steal it and like, say like, Oh yeah, I said that that's fine. But if you say it and then like, as said by this guy, then I, then I fucking hate it. Wait, I think it's so annoying. You like it better when they take credit for their for yes. themselves. I do because I hate people who quote things, and it's especially it's extra cringe when you attribute it. You know, the dude Lebowski once said, "Fucking a man." Well, you should have just stole that for yourself. Like I always I say, "Fucking a man." The dude abides. Yeah, perfect. Better. That's different, though. It's not like a history, like pretending to be smart dude's a historical just, character he's a he's a fictional character in a in a movie that everyone's seen that's different but if you're if you're attributing like like oh yeah i read so many history books because i'm a fucking asshole then that's why that's when i hate it but this guy's no because this guy's doing it with historical figures from like plato and then he's even doing it from some like made-up heavy metal band yeah called uh maximus kilgore the uh lead singer of a band called iron heroes as sang on their hit single death's road crew yeah i hate it i mean to I be like fair though quote. to be fair he wasn't attributing these they were all just in the little sidebar asterisk boxes it wasn't him attributing him it was wasn't the writer it? of the the series that was doing it Oh, wait, why is the writer doing that? Maybe I remember this wrong, but still, fuck him. I saw the quotation marks, so I don't like it. I know what he's doing. Death, I, will, I always used to say, death is a debt we all pay. As said by me in 2006. Necessity is the mother of invention, my friend. I say that all the fucking time, dude. Yeah, and he's like making his um, subordinates listen to his fucking quotes. I really hate that. Like, I had a boss that did this when I was uh, working in China. And like, every time we had a meeting, he'd like, I like to uh, start the meeting with a quote. And that was like on a That's slide. Inspirational. Ugh, it's going to get I the crew it. in order. And then he would show like pictures of his vacation and shit. And I hate that guy. Fuck that guy. That part, yeah, that part fucking floor, but <laughs> so it's quotes, like, the quotes slide one, a quote, slide two, a picture of me on vacation. And then we start the meeting. Fuck you. Asshole. You know, Holiday Sugarman's name is Holiday. He's definitely showing vacation photos. You know something? That reminds me of this thing I always used to say. Okay. <laughs> we bring thunder, fire, and steel. We are Death's Road Crew. That was the last 
That was the last of his quotes I had written down. He only had the four. Okay, good. I'm glad. Originally, I thought maybe this guy was supposed to be Chris, just with a great fucking new look. Yeah. Because he's all jacked and, like, handsome as shit. Because he has the Carson Drew beard that I was talking about from last week. He's got Nancy Drew's dad's beard with, like, the cool, like, mutton shop Yeah, the Lemmy beard. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think we all know it better as the Carson Drew beard. Yeah. Lemmy drew inspiration from Nancy Drew. He was a huge fan. Right. It's factually accurate. Lemmy always said. It's like Lemmy always said. (laughs) It's Lemmy spades. once said, "I love Nancy Drew." Mm-hmm. Lemmy once said, "Holiday Sugarman stole my style." He once said, "I got inspired by Nancy Drew's dad to grow this beard." <laughs> yeah, right. Best decision I ever made. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, this does start out in space, but they don't really stay in space, which is unfortunate. I was hoping they were going to send like Holiday Sugarman up there, but no, they sent the gear back down the girl one so was holiday not on a separate alien planet because that's what i thought that was starting out with was him and his crew of special ops guys were in space as well on a planet i think he was just in the middle east or something oh oh that made this way (laughs) less cool no he's just like an army guy that just like quotes shit and then debriefs the entire fucking book too much way too much debriefing so I do not hero. need to hear this. I hate debriefing. This book had everything we I hate. We need recaps, dude. You may have missed I, the I don't previous need all issue. This, I don't care. Stop recapping. That's what a Stop debrief debriefing. is. Jesus Christ. Waste all this money debriefing with the tax money. Fucking cringe army, guys. You using that word a lot is so cringe. I know. I like saying it, though. It's good. Like I always say, <laughs> the army is fucking cringe. So we got a couple of awesome like jokes throughout the middle of this while she while uh Mina Gear is up in space talking to the people on the uh side. The fair weather space station that's supposed to be her evac. What do ghouls say before dinner? Cunt. Bone appetit, you were close. Yeah. Here's a couple of jokes okay. I just came up with that I've been saying right. for years and years. Okay. They're all attributed to me. Why don't witches fly brooms when they're angry? Cunt. They're afraid of flying off the handle. <laughs> and here's another one. I used to say this often. What kind of milkshakes do spooks make? <laughs> Boo-boo. <laughs> I didn't fucking get that one, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there was a spook joke. That was a... I forgot about that. I'm hoping they didn't mean that. A little racy. Yeah. (laughs) Gear said wanker to like, so apparently Holiday Sugarman is English. Yeah, they both do have BSAA England patches on their shoulders. Oh, okay. So they're both from England? Oh, shit. I was thinking Sugarman was a a US guy the entire time until like the very end is when I saw that patch. Yeah. But no, yeah, Gear said something else too that was like super. Oh, yeah, yeah, the common British expression that we all know and love. Uh, We'll go together like tea and biscuits. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, she's British probably. Yeah, okay, so I guess they're both British. I thought she was saying like wanker. But she did say like as an American. She did say wanker at the end, and she also said bloody at the very end. Oh, okay, yeah. Classic classic British shit speak. Mate. It's like I always I say. say. I thought it's like were, I always say. Yeah. We'll go <laughs> together. We'll get together like tea and biscuits. Yeah, I thought I thought that um she was making a joke by like you know, stealing that word from the British. British people don't like it when Americans say wanker. Well, maybe she is American cuz he did say her English accent was shitty or bad or something. Yeah, but they do that because if if you're if you're from like like a town 20 minutes away from your hometown there you speak differently and probably sound stupid to the other one there's too many accents over there so who knows Hmm. yeah but i mean this did do the typical resident evil stuff you got some zombies you got flickers and hunters and 
They uh, it the ends dogs. with like some yeah the dogs too. We also got we also got some fucking awesome new ones though. There's a fucking gorilla T virus zombie monster, and there's a fucking oh, yeah. alligator one who's just walking around up on two feet, like a big giant buff bodyguard guy. Yeah, that's cool. Those things were cool. We ended with like the big amorphous creature as well. That was fun. All right. What else? Anything? I like Sugarman has this special ultrasonic gun that explodes the uh the big bad guy Geisel's organs from the inside and he just starts like coughing up blood from his mouth and dripping it from his eyes and then he just erupts in half. That was fucking badass. I liked that. That is cool. And then he inevitably came back as the giant super monster, but still. Yeah. I mean, we all knew there'd be a giant super monster at the end. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be Resident Evil without one. Right. Death is the debt we all pay. Quote from, said by Deestu the God. Deestu the God, yeah. 2012. (laughs) Yep. It's like Plato used to say. Necessity is the mother of invention. Just going to hang on to that to that list of quotes, are you? I'm attributing them to the correct creators, though. <laughs> like my boy Kilgore. What a cunt. Like my boy Maximus Kilgore, lead singer of uh, Death's Row Guru, used to always tell me. Or the lead singer of Iron Horse, Iron Heroes, used to always tell me. We are Death's Road Crew. We bring thunder, fire, and steel. Yep, love that quote. I would so much rather have this team than Wesker and Ada in the Dead by Daylight chapter. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, so like, actually, these both these books are from, you know, the same time period. And like, both of them have like, like gear is drawn with like huge tits popping out. And then they did the same thing in B- Big Hero 6 with uh, I, I have Honey and Lemon. So. Holy shit, yeah. So... Wait, wait, wait. Let's, so, okay. <laughs> here we go real quick with uh, Gears Spanish. It says, Quieres comer? Which is, you want to eat? And then she also says, Toda esta bien, Karina. Which is, everything is fine, dear. Thank you for that. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta start appealing to the markets in uh, the Spanish markets. Spanish language markets. Yeah, you guys heard it. Here first, Mexico. Welcome. So Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six is supposed to be a children's series. Why in the fuck are they animating all these uh females in this thing with just like massive fucking tits pouring out <laughs> yeah, of their costumes every time? Dude, it's crazy. Shit. They really like took the 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 like anime influence to to heart in this book. I was surprised by that. I thought Baymax was supposed to be like a big fat thing too, but he's like a transformer now. So he looks weird. weird. I I thought he was supposed to be like the Michelin man from like the fucking movie. That's the only version of him I've ever seen. Right. Same here. So that was weird. But now he has like, and then, so he looks like a transformer and then his like disguise identity is like even more conspicuous than just being a transformer. It feels like, cause it's just like this huge mafia looking guy. It's just a like, mob boss. pinstripe suit. Like that's even scarier than a transformer. Like it's not a good identity. You should switch this. That's crazy. It's just some weird pedophile mob boss who hangs out outside of a child's yeah. school all day. <laughs> what the fuck? So I like that. That was fun. And then I thought this, I thought Big Hero 6 took place in like uh, Tokyo Francisco or some shit, like some weird like hybrid name, but I guess they were just in Japan. And then they go to New York or something. I didn't know. I, I mean, yeah, it did take place in Japan in this, but I didn't know they had like their made up city for it. I thought they did. I, I remember them having that. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I still haven't rewatched that movie, so I don't. I haven't either. Anything. So they might now to see like the big titty characters. Holy shit! Yeah, worth it. Yeah. So this thing first opens up with Hero's mom telling him he needs to get up and go to school, and she makes him a bowl of noodles with a glass of orange juice for breakfast. Oh, that's weird. So yeah. I was gonna ask, <laughs> yeah, because there is no way in the fucking world I could have OJ with my noodles. Yeah, having those two things together seems really bizarre. Like, one or the other is fine, but, like, together is really weird. 
But yeah, noodles for breakfast is all right. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with that. It's the OJ part yeah. that kind of grosses me out. Yeah, gross, OJ. Yeah, and the other thing that's weird is this takes place in the Marvel universe. And they they mention Mr. Fantastic specifically, so that means that the thing exists in this universe, which is weird. That's what we didn't see looks him. like. Well, I want to see the thing, the real thing. My favorite. They mentioned Reed and the Avengers. Mentioned the Avengers twice. And yeah. Freddy is wearing a uh, Devil Dinosaur t-shirt the entire time. Oh, shit. So there's your tie-ins. But, like, they're Japanese, they're a Japanese super team. And when this problem first starts, he immediately says, oh, we should alert Reed Richards and the event or the Avengers. Why does he not go like, hey, we should get in touch with our superhero from Japan, Sunspot. Like, why the fuck are they totally ignoring and no-selling Sunspot's awesomeness and popularity in Japan. Uh, I don't know. Fuck you, hero. Yeah, he's a cunt. And they were also playing American football, which I thought was weird. Because they transferred to New a uh, school in New York. Oh. But So that was in New York. But they did play it on a basketball court as well, which is also strange. Well, they said that it was raining outside and so the football team had to have practice in the indoor gymnasium but i mean you play football outside regardless of what the weather condition is it's a sport that half of the season takes place in fucking snow i mean that part that part was beyond far-fetched but like the weirder part is after only being at the school for a single day somehow they let hero be the uh in-game in-stadium fucking announcer for the game how the fuck did he get that gig? I don't know. Like he doesn't even know he doesn't even fucking Nerd. know the rules or how the fuck any of the terminology for football. And it's like not he that even hard. I mean he fucks it up like twice on air. Like he calls I mean, All you gotta do is just give your opinion for the whole time and that's it. It's no. the easiest job ever. No, he's not a TV analyst. He's a fucking like over the PA system announcer. You just say like touchdown. Cougars, first down, fucking Beehawks, or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, you don't how hard is give that? an opinion. You're solely supposed to, supposed to announce what is happening. But See, he somehow should have did. He somehow fucks up like twice. He keeps referring to it as like a third and three meters or something. And he's like, oh, oops, I mean yards. And then he's also, uh, he calls one play, go go, their quarterback. She runs an option play, and she hands it off to the halfback at the last second, and he scores a touchdown. And she's, he goes over the announcing, he goes, fair catch, which is not a fair catch. A fair catch is when there's a punt, and you wave your hand, and you catch it so that you don't get hit. How did he land this gig? Sports. Game. Take me out with the sports. Like sports. Buy me some sports talk. Sports talk. I it's not that hard. Sports play talk. sports. So this high school fired their normal announcer who had been there for Hero. 30 fucking years probably because some punk ass kid from Japan who created a robot superhero wanted to do it. That seems kind of fucked up, man. Hero just like uploaded child porn onto his phone or something. Taking our job. Get that guy fired. (laughs) Hero's good with computers, so I think he could pull it off, right? Probably. That's, I mean, there's your answer. Yeah, I kind of, I really skimmed through this book too. It was just way too long and lots of lots of debriefing. Jeez, too much debriefing in both these books. Not enough. Not enough attributing quotes. Yeah, not enough quotes at all. So this was written by uh, this was written by legendary X Men writer Chris Claremont, who's like the creator of Kitty Pride, Emma Frost, yeah. all the Phoenix Shiar shit, like Gambit, Rogue, Psylocke, Moira McTaggart, Sinister. Like this guy's a fucking legend, and he wrote Honey Lemon. this. Yeah, they He's- can't all be hits. <laughs> well, like all those other things you mentioned, don't have nearly as much tentacle porn scenes as this book does because there's one wait what there's one uh there's one scene where honey lemon gets tentacled oh yeah she did <laughs> wait no that wasn't a tentacle she like 
spit Whatever like it was. this green it, she, she spit like some essence. neon pink like mist into her mouth and like mind controlled her that way right yeah that well that too i mean spitting shit in her mouth and then so like tying her up spitting in her mouth <laughs> oh man so this is like a little kid series but then like the very next scene after she gets spit in the mouth she's sitting in the uh, girls locker room in nothing but her like bra and panties for some reason yeah chris claremont <laughs> finally bringing that adult edge to big hero six <laughs> yeah oh and then uh then mary's um she gets taken over by the bad guys or whatever mind controlled and then she gets like arms like abby from the last of us so that was cool the uh the old lady who's with their group as like the dem mother or whatever she gets taken over by him too and she changes from her like her her scientist lab coat into like uh, a barely there half like bikini bottom shorts and like yeah. giant she somehow it changes her body completely and she somehow magically now gets giant massive anime titties as well. Yeah. This mind control thing does wonders for the body. Yeah. It's pretty awesome mind control. I command you to grow huge tits. All right, that's all my notes. What else do you have? So, at the school in Japan, there's a blonde friend who sees Hiro walking to school with Gogo and Honey. And for some reason, he says, those Foxies, secret agents, that's, that'd be so cool. Because uh, Hiro comes up with a fake story saying that those guys are secret agents, and that's why they're walking with him. Why the fuck does he call them Foxies instead of Foxes? That's what everyone calls them, right? Is it? Yeah. I mean, if you're cool. Oh, shit. I need to get on that one. <laughs> I need to get on yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And later, so there's like this big thing that happens in New York. Everyone thinks it's a UFO. And a friend asked Hero if he heard about the UFO in New York at the next day at school. And he said, delayed flights all night. And they were scheduled to, and they were searched for by AWOCs. At what, like, 12 or 13 year oldish kid even knows what the fuck AWOCs are, let alone what they're actually called. Like, I, I don't know. I know what, what they are. Is. I know I what they are, but I had to look it up on dictionary.com to see what the fuck that meant. Cause I'd never heard them give it a name before. It? They're like those long range, like airborne, like radar systems that like find oh. oncoming planes and shit. But I had huh. never once in my life heard like them actually referred to by name. So how the fuck does this 12 year old asshole kid know that? Well, he builds like nanobots and shits and well, no, he robots. wasn't a hero. It was like some random oh. friend of his. Oh, well maybe his friend does shit like that too. Who knows? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was all my notes. All right. Great shit. Yeah. Great art. Uh, don't need to read the story <laughs> though. <laughs> just flip through the pages. Yeah. Just look at the pictures and it's fine. I did find reviews for this one, so let's hear those. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So, oh yeah, they're both five stars. The first one is, five stars, a great investment. Better buy Big Hero 6 quickly. After the release of the CGI animated movie, this book will skyrocket in price. And that was written in like 2014. So, if you bought it back in 2014, you're rich now. I suppose. Wasn't this one from 2008, though? When when did that movie well, happen? Do you... I don't know. Probably around June 26, 2014. Oh. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. think it was that recent. Yeah, it must be 20. It was probably 2013 or 2014. But yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Because that's when I was uh, teaching kids English. So that's when I played it for them so it's got to be like around then or before then oh yeah all right um so i guess that was based on a comic book right i didn't realize that until just now yeah like i didn't pick huh. the original one huh. all right other review is five stars um that's the title really great quality better than expected and very speedy service so good job, Amazon. All right. And that's it. Great artwork. 10 out of 10 on artwork. 10 out of 10 art. Coloring is nice. 
Story, eh, two. Story's kind of shit, yeah. All right, speaking of uh, uh, stories, what do you want to read for next week? Robotech slash Voltron. Oh, shit. They're really going to form a big robot in this book. I assume so. Even bigger. I'll be disappointed if they don't like it's like form Voltron's together. not a big enough robot to fight this beast. We better form another super robot. Have an even bigger blazing sword. Oh man, that's always going to be massive. Yeah, spoiler alert. I don't know what Robotech is or what he uses. I hope he has his own form of blazing sword as well. I think it's another giant robot series. Yeah, I I know that. I've I saw the, yeah. I saw the cover of it. I think I played a game of that once, but I never watched the show. Wait, there's a video game for Robotech? I think so, yeah. I think it's been around for a long time. I can't remember anything about it though. It looks it looks like it's from like the same era of like early eighties. Yeah. As Voltron, but what system would this game have been on? I, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> Ten years ago. More than that, like fifteen years ago maybe. PS1? Twenty. Switch. Maybe PS oh no, PS two. I found it right here. Must have been PS two. Hmm. Yeah. So remember, cool. remember when Xbox Marketplace for the 360 released that fucking awesome Voltron game? I think it was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of things that need games about them, I want to read Nightman issues seven, eight, and nine. Need to go back to more Nightman. I wish there was a Nightman video game. Amazing. The world just isn't fair. All right, join us next week for that. And in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. Yeah, and I'm at Deez Do the God. Follow us at Giraffes HBT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. forgot but we can do it now that's fine okay i I didn't like take very many maybe i did take notes. i didn't take any notes at all yeah i just like watched it for fun but yeah you like oh no i took notes so i counted the cunts so episode one two cunts episode two two cunts and episode three had one cunt but what a cunt it was cunt of the year cunt of the year yeah that was a really good title that i think we'll have to take cunt of the year podcast i liked the crawling up a dick hole scene yeah i've not was, seen that that was in awesome a tv show ever i've not seen that in anything ever like the giant dick on the table well i mean it, really small it guy a giant dick that's well, not well like that's an exaggeration. perspective dude it's perspective. perspective wise yes but yes i mean it was like a four inch dick that's huge yeah huge dick um but yeah then he crawls up into the dick hole. That's crazy, dude. We got shots from inside the dick hole. <laughs> I love that he's sneezing from the uh, coke that he just did. Yeah. And that's what caused him to expand. <laughs> oh, man. That was good stuff. Lots of dick in episode one. And then it was all downhill from there on the dick count. Yeah. He had one, like, really big dick and, like, just, one like, very really tiny- innovative like mosquito-sized dick, dick. Yeah. Just like, it's so innovative. I've just never seen a dick scene like that. They're really doing, they're treading new ground in this new season. They weren't going to rest on their morals, on their laurels, yeah. or whatever that saying is. It's a yeah, saying that I always say. It's attributed like to I always uh, me. Say. <laughs> yeah. I also like how A-Train is uh, trying to make that you know, be become more like, oh, I'm the black guy. 
um, because he can't run anymore. And he like uh, proposes that video game about the slave trade. That's, that's funny. (laughs) When's that coming out? Like, I would play it. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's probably it's probably a good idea that they pass on that one. <laughs> you, are you telling me you wouldn't play that? I mean, I'm not big on boat rides on my video games. Okay, I see. You must hate that um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yep. Too much boating. Too much slave ships. Oh, and um, the the other thing is uh, the scene with. MM mother's milk when that smoke detector goes off and he gets really pissed off at it. And then like, like that's a very relatable scene, right? Like, you know, the smoke alarm goes off. You're not ready for it. You get really fucking pissed off at it. And then you're like hitting it until it turns off. Like we've all been there. We've all done that. Right. So like, why is everyone making such a big deal out of it? Like the daughter's all scared and shit. And then, like, he, he, he even had goes been doing like, well for an entire year, and then he just snapped in front of his little girl. No, that's a normal reaction. That's not a snap. That's just, it just, just a smoke detector went off. That's what you do. You get, you yell at it and you yeah, but bash starts, it until it he stops. He starts crying at the end of that, and then his little girl is scared and comes and gives him a hug. This is all very normal to me. You've I don't cried know. over your I smoke detector <laughs> going off? Because it's so infuriating and loud. I hate it. I just press the button to turn it off. It's like it's like signaling to the whole fucking apartment your failure with the bacon or whatever the fuck you're cooking or, or that you forgot to turn the fucking fan on. Or that there's a the fire stove. in your house and you need to evacuate so you don't fail at not dying, too. Yeah, well, when I'm cooking and it goes off and I know that that's what caused it, that's what pisses me off. How do you know it's from your cooking and there's not a fire being started in the next room over? Because uh, because I'm cooking and I can smell it and I see it that I fucked up and it's like shit I fucked up I gotta fix this. Why are you so bad at cooking? It's, it's only happened a few times. Do you need to take like, a class? No no no. It's like when you when you when you cook bacon specifically, you gotta like turn that fan on or the fucking smoke if you if you're making it crispy. I like it a little crispy. You gotta you gotta the smoke detector goes off. Why would you not use the fan, though? That's the whole reason it exists. Because I forgot. I forgot the fan, okay? How do you forget the fan? I just forgot, That's the most I just forgot important the fan. step of making bacon. <laughs> I just Dude, forget, you need you a cooking forget. class. Oh, I'm, I'm an excellent chef. I find that very debatable right now. No, no, no. Just You're no bacon. wasabi, no ginger. What is that? That's the fucking oh, that's chef the, from Big, Big Hero, Hero 6. 6. Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember now. He was a good chef, right? He had a great name. Yeah, he did. I just don't, I just think everyone like his family just made way too big of a deal about the smoke detector situation. It's, it happens like he, and it's, you know, it doesn't mean you have an anger problem because you get pissed off at the smoke detector. Yeah. But it triggered PTSD in him. That was the issue. Well, Not yeah, him getting like, angry. No one gives a fuck about that. The fact that he breaks down crying after he's done with it. That's the problem. We all, we all have that because you remember the last time that happened to you when the smoke detector went off, it's PTSD and your bacon got burnt and it wasn't as good. Yeah. And it tasted kind of yeah. shitty. Right. I cry, I cry over the like shitty bacon, but not over the smoke detector. I just don't think it's that big a deal. I think they should have given, you're the one making it one. a big deal right now. You're the one still going on and on about it, dude. No <laughs> one else saying, thought it was a big deal. Mother's milk is like, Oh, I guess I'm going to stop like being peaceful and hanging out at home with my daughter now and go hang out with butcher and try to kill like uh, the murder Superman. Who's saying he's like, uh, doesn't give a fuck anymore. How else do you work through that anger? If you're not going to go and kill superheroes, I don't understand. Like, how do you work through it? Just remember to turn the fan on, I guess what you said. You always forget. Sometimes you forget. I don't always forget. Just sometimes you said always. Play back no, not tape. always. Okay. Anyway, I really, I really like scene. that. I really like that they're finally getting the compound V. Yeah. Because throughout yeah, the comics, nice. they've all used that, and they're all super powered and can fight superheroes. Uh, the biggest problem here with this episode or episode three, though, they fucking ruined the end of their series already. How so? Uh, you never read the end of the books, did you? You stopped. No. Yeah. I mean, we didn't read it on the show, did we? 
No. Then no. Uh, did I already tell you what actually happened just in tell the me, end? Just tell me what happened so in the So Black end. Noir, the entire time, he's Homelander's uh, clone. And he's there specifically to murder Homelander if Homelander actually does go full evil and takes over, tries to take over the planet. So Black Noir is just him, but even more powerful. And Black Noir is the one who has oh. been doing all the horrible evil shit while dressed up, or while undressed and looking just like Homelander. So everyone blames Homelander for it, not Black Noir. But in this episode, they have Black Noir unmasked and he's a random African-American dude, not Homelander. So that has just completely spoiled whatever the ending of this series is supposed to eventually be. Okay, yeah, you, you did mention that or I did. I knew that. So you must have said it before. Um. Yeah, they fucked it up. They like he did die in that battle, but I don't know how the fuck they're gonna work their way around this error. Just have to watch and find out. We have little Nina introduced in episode three. So isn't that isn't the little Nina part when they go to Russia? That's when they meet. Uh, what? Oh fuck! What's the sausage guy's name? The huge dick, uh, fucking Russian old guy. Yeah. Um, Kielbasa. might just be like big sausage or something yeah yeah so hopefully we're gonna yeah. get to see him soon yeah i hope so cool i can't wait to see that can't wait More to dick see his action. massive dick that's good yeah. actually remember last season or in season one when they had the dick like enter and choke black mother's milk at the uh had the psych facility oh, yeah. or whatever dude yeah, they right. have the most inv- innovative dick uh camera work action sequences ever yeah. Pornos don't even do it this well. Right. Yeah, the first two seasons were about cunt, but now this next season is about dicks. It's the drawing board meeting. Love Sausage. That's his name, right? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yes. Love Sausage. Good yeah, stuff. Can't he, wait to he see Love Sausage. If they actually go to Russia, he'd fucking better appear in that. I mean, he can't go to Russia without that, right? You gotta have that. All right, well, fun show. Very. Very innovative, yeah. 